everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. I'm your host, Austin Miller. Today we'll be breaking down Venezuelan attacker Jefferson Soteldo, currently playing at Universidad de Chile in Chile. And so we have once again our Chilean football expert, Adam Brandon, joining us from Santiago. Adam Soteldo, a player that we've wanted to profile on this podcast for quite some time. You've finally gotten to see him in the flesh so we're very excited for this podcast today. Yeah, yeah. So this was a this is a player you know I've been following for a good couple of years now. Ever since he caught my eye in the under twenty South American Championships, um, and uh, and yeah, it was very exciting when he moved to Chile. Tom, as as Adam said, this is a player we've had our eye on for quite some time. Part of that Venezuelan generation that you and I have talked so much about. He's an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, big time. I, th- I think he's probably been on shortlist since the very start of these podcasts. So um, yeah, he's been on the back burner. Um, and yeah, he's just still only twenty one, but he feel, feels like he's been around for absolutely for absolutely uh, for ages. So I think this is a, a player that we've. We've been looking forward to profiling. And Adam, let's do just that. Let's talk about Soteldo. Now at La U in Chile, but he previously played at Huachipato. Was also before that played for Zamora in Venezuela. He's got a lot of professional experience for a player who's just 21. Yeah, so yeah, like you say, yeah, he's already got a lot of games under his belt. You know, well over 100 now. Um, and also quite a few appearances for uh, the national team as well. Uh, he's, I think, I think he's played well, about five or six games. I think it is for the national team by now, and um, but also has many, many caps at under twenty level. And uh, and as I mentioned before, that you know it was at that under twenty level where he really caught my eye uh, first in the in the. Yeah, under 20 South American championships, which are such a big deal here in South America. Um, Ecuador hosted it at the start of 2017. Venezuela finished third third in that. You know, he played in, I think, all their matches. He scored uh, three or four goals. And he was uh, he was a standout player um, as Venezuela finished third and qualified for the under 20 World Cup, which... You know, where Venezuela went on and got to the final, um, losing famously to England in that final. And Soltoro played, again, a massive role in in helping them to get there. Um, so, yeah, it's, he is a really exciting player. Um, at Huachapato, uh, yeah, at the, um, yeah, last year, he was one of the standout players. Here, here in Chile, I think he made the team of the year, and um, and pretty much any Huachapato game I watched, he seemed to be man of the match, and uh, and and it was kind of obvious that either one of the two big clubs here in Chile would pick him up, Colo Colo and Universidad de Chile, and it was Universidad de Chile who won that battle, and uh, and with them, he's uh, he's been. I think it's fair to say inconsistent. <laughs> he he hasn't made an impact. He hasn't made the impact I hoped he would. And we'll come on to some reasons why later. But there are still signs there that, you know, he, he is still a very talented player and um, and and he still has, you know, bigger and better things to go to go on to. But um yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let 
Tom speak a little bit about him now. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Yeah, he, he's a player that, as we said, has been on our radar for a long time. I think the first time I saw him was actually in maybe like the 2015 Copa Libertadores with Zamora, this just really young, really small guy just dribbling around the pitch. And ever since then, he, he's kind of been one of the young Venezuelan talents to, to keep an eye on. And and yeah, as, as we've mentioned, he was he was really impressive in the Sudamericano and, and the under-20 World Cup where he, he played more second fiddle to Peñaranda in that at times. Um, but he always improved the Venezuela side when he came off the bench. And yeah, it's um, I just love his kind of low center of gravity. He can just turn on a sixpence and, and motor away. He's got really good acceleration uh, from a standing position. And and he's, he's kind of got that, you know, I, I don't want to compare him to Messi because you know, they're, they're not in the same league, but he's got that ability where the ball just seem, kind of, seems to be tied to his to his foot so he's he's a really exciting player to watch and he and he stands out with his kind of stocky frame even though he's i don't know how tall he is but it must be about five foot four five foot five something like that um so yeah he's a really exciting player to watch and um even though it's it seems to be not quite working out at low um i think there's still plenty of time for him him to turn it around and and get a bit more consistency at a truly top level club um, in, in Chile. Uh, certainly one thing that I w- wanted to to ask Adam about is why are there so many Venezuelans going to Chile right now? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. And, uh, and I was reading an article here the other day. Um, I can't remember if it was in a newspaper or magazine, but in, in that article, they were saying that, you know, it, Chile is basically seen as this uh, great stepping stone for, for Venezuelans, really. Um, I, th- I think they see that Brazilian scouts are constantly looking. And for many Venezuelans, it's a dream to go and play in Brazil. And I think that's what we've seen. You know, if you think back to Romelu Odero, if, if you remember him um, from a couple of years ago, who also took the route of Venezuela to Huachapato, and then he got a move to Brazil. I think it was with uh, Atletico Mineiro. No, Austin? Yep. Odero has been playing there. And uh, and I think uh, quite a few Venezuelan players were sort of inspired by that uh, pathway. And, uh, and I think that's why we're seeing this trend, you know. Um, and it's kind of a, it's, it's just seen as a good pathway to bigger and better things. Uh, a step up from Venezuelan domestic football and just a lot more visible to Brazilian and possibly European scouts as well. Adam, as far as Soteldo is concerned, you and I were talking pre-pod. You've seen him over the past couple of weeks and you said you've seen him at his best and you've also seen him at his worst. Firstly, why do you think there is some of that inconsistency? Is it with him? Is it with the team that's around him? And what would you kind of say beyond that are, are the strengths? What has stood out to you when you've seen him play? Yeah, so it's various factors. Um, let's start with with the negatives and then come on to the positives. Um, the, I, th- I think he can get easily bullied by the opposition and sort of marked out of matches and he sort of becomes easily frustrated. So when he does get the ball, he tries to do too much. Um, and, uh, and, and quite often, you know, that, that goes wrong and... Uh, and and he does have a tendency at times, I've seen in certain games, that his head will go down 
What's interesting is that he won't carry that on into the next match, and that's something I've seen here in the last 10 days, where yeah, he put. I saw him in a 2-1 defeat at home to Aldax Italiano, who dealt with him easily for the whole 90 minutes. You know, he didn't have any impact on the game whatsoever. The people around me were getting very frustrated with him. And then the next week against Union Española, he helps sort of run the match and he sets up um, he sets up a couple of goals. And, uh, and you know, he's the, he's the hero again. And, uh, and he even did the shushing gesture in my direction, I noticed, on the TV coverage of the game. At so you? Maybe, Directed yeah, at well, you? Yeah, yeah, well, maybe he's been reading my criticism on, on Twitter after <laughs> on the previous week. <laughs> who knows um but yeah it's uh yeah he's a, he's an interesting character um i think you know like i say he can get easily bullied and i think certainly his decision making then becomes very suspect when when he is marked out of matches um and i think that is something you can do quite easily to him i've se- especially in big games i've seen him struggle um not in big games sorry against bigger teams not just physically i mean by that but just sort of 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 uh, stature as well so for example colo colo uh the few times i've seen him um in sort of the last year against them first for have Wachabato and then for lu they dealt with him pretty easily in those matches um as they sort of isolated him and saw him as the main threat to them um what what also is interesting when i've sat with the universidad de chile supporters Watching Sodoro is that the younger supporters, the younger fans, generally seem to be in love with him. And he very much has the backing of them and they will quite often get to the edge of their seats as soon as he picks the ball up, expecting something to happen. While the older supporters definitely seem to think he's overrated and infuriating. Um, <laughs> I'm in my 30s, so you know I'm, I'm probably in the middle of these two extremes. That I've come across, but um, yeah, so I kind of sit in the middle of this argument. I can see, I can see it from both sides. If the positives are, you know, he's got a, his acceleration can be very ex- impressive. Yeah, that, that's something I didn't really appreciate on TV until I saw him close up um, over the past few months. And uh, and the speed running with the ball, driv- dribbling as well, is also very impressive. Given you know. The fact he manages, like Tom says, to make the ball stick to his foot. That's certainly sort of the real eye-catching parts of his play. And Tom, for you, what stands out when you watch Soteldo play? Yeah, definitely those those things. I think he's just a really fun player to watch, you know. He's, um, he's yeah, this just kind of crazy little power pack kind of guy who's zooming around the pitch and making things happen and He's just not your your archetypal build for a footballer, and that definitely gives him a bit of goodwill, I think. And maybe that's why the younger fans do like him. Um, you know, his body shape almost reminds me of kind of a an even more shrunk down Jordan Shakiri. Um, you know, appealing to your Stoke sensibilities yeah, there. Stoke Austin. City legend, right there, Jordan <laughs> Shakiri. So yeah, I think even if he never kind of hits the top level. Um, because I think his lack of height obviously means he can't really compete in the, in the air. But I, th- I think that might be something that holds him back from from going to a really top level club in the future. Um, so, but I feel like he might be someone who's 
a bit of a talisman for a, a mid-level European club or, or I could even see him in MLS. There's been quite a lot of sort of small, stocky South American playmakers that have they've done quite well over there. And I, I could see him sort of doing well at a mid-level club, but then kind of being someone who always saves his big performances for Venezuela going forward. I, I think there's there's something kind of mercurial about him that that I, I'm a I'm a really big fan of. And uh, yeah, I just I just hope that we get to see him at the World Cup in in Qatar. Yeah, so I teased you guys before the pod about my future prospects for for Southampton and and. You know, I I don't see him succeeding in Europe, basically. I just can't see him making it over there. Not just because of his size, but also because of what I've spoken about before, his decision-making. Uh, those two things combined, I, I just can't see him cutting it consistently enough at the, at the cut-and-throat nature of uh, of of top-level European football. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about Europe here, obviously I'm talking about sort of the, the top five leagues in Europe. You know, he, he might make it in, I don't know, a Central European Austrian league or Switzerland league or something. Or maybe in, even in Holland he, he could have an impact. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see him succeeding in one of the big five leagues. Um, now, the, the given his position and kind of the... The scope for improvement, um, yeah, he, he can certainly make an impact. I agree with uh, Austin. He could make an impact there in the MLS. I think he's got enough talent for that. That's, uh, that, that's somewhere I could see him possibly ending up. Um, but I think the most likely thing to happen with Sotelo is, you know, he will stay in South America. Um, I, I think MLS is a good shout, like I say. But... Um, I think he he will stay in South America, and I think he will just be one of these players over the next decade or so. We get to keep here, which isn't a bad thing, you know. He like like we've said before, he's a very fun player to watch, and I think maybe when Venezuela make the 2022 or 2026 World Cups, you know, he might suddenly capture the hearts and minds of a wider audience at those with something a little bit like you know what Quintero did with uh, with Colombia this year uh, with his cheeky free kick against uh, Japan I can imagine you know in a few years time Celtero coming up with something like that but um, but yeah I, I think I think he's a he's a he's a gem of a player but he's a he's a gem that we probably get to keep on this side of the Atlantic uh, because he's probably not quite good enough to go to go over to the other side. Tom, would you agree with Adam's assessment there? I actually really liked your, your MLS shout because we have seen Venezuelan players in particular be successful. Obviously, Josef Martinez is killing it for Atlanta United right now, uh, but Yanhel Herrera is a player who's in MLS. I know Real Salt Lake have had some Venezuelan players, but could you also see him, him staying in South America and kind of playing at the higher levels there, whether that be in Brazil or Argentina for some of the bigger clubs? Definitely, I think that's a possibility, and you know, on a on a personal level, it's, it's going to be great for our Copa Libertadores shows. So I'm all for that. But yeah, MLS. The more I think about it, I, I think could be a really good move. A player that kind of it reminds me of is uh, Luciano Acosta. I'm not sure exactly where he is in MLS right now, but he's he's again a very small playmaker who who seems to be doing pretty well out there. Um, so I th I think he'll get a shot at Europe. 
and then you've got all kinds of different um, potential permutations that will deem whether he's a success or not. But yeah, you, like Adam said, you could maybe see him, you know, turning up at Basel or somewhere like that or Bruges. So I could I could see that happening, and and yeah, hopefully he'll get his moment in the sun where everyone's just like, hey, who's this tiny? tiny guy playing for Venezuela isn't that hilarious and then there's actually like oh well he's uh, he's pretty good um so it's all about taking those chances if and when they come obviously the the fact that he's maybe not shone in the big game so far means that maybe those big games might not come around but I'm, I'm still hoping for a a brief cameo in Europe at, at least how about you Austin what, what do you think well firstly shame on you for not recognizing that Luciano Acosta is number one at DC United. And number two was the man who finished off that amazing Wayne Rooney play this past weekend. It was Acosta's goal after Wayne Rooney's ball. So shame on you, Tom. Uh, you need to follow well, your major I'd... league soccer a little more. <laughs> well, now that big Waz is over there, then, yeah. then maybe I will. Yeah. Wazza and Acosta, what, yeah. what could go wrong? Right, exactly. As for Sotel, though, I think I kind of agree with your guys' assessment that this is a player who could succeed at a certain level in Europe, but is probably not a player that, that we'll see at the bigger levels in Europe. I just think, and as Adam said on the Angelo Raus pod that we did, you could see things change as far as tactics are concerned over the next couple of years, and maybe a player like this is more in vogue, if you will. But as he is now, I just don't see that type of player being sought after very highly in, in Europe. And that could change, but unless he's able to develop a bit more I think his ceiling is, you know, maybe a mid-tier league in Europe or the level he's at right now in South America, maybe a bit higher at either a Brazilian or an Argentine club. Final question for you, Adam. We've talked a bit about him with the national team, but so tell those a player that you expect to see be a big part of what Venezuela does over the coming years. Uh, I wouldn't say I'd put my house on him being a, a big part. I, I think he's certainly got the talent. To, to be a part of, of their potential success in the next few years. But, you know, he does have some competition for that role. Um, there's another Venezuelan in, in Chile, uh, Eduard uh, Bello, um, who I think will, uh, who's also at Antofagasta, actually, uh, the club that, uh, you know, gave birth to Angelo Arreos. Um uh, and I think, but Bayor could be probably one of the one of the big uh, one of the big uh, standouts in in Chile over the next year or two. Well, he already is, but so it, yeah, he's going to get competition from there. There's the enigma of uh, Peñaranda as well that Tom mentioned earlier, who was actually like Tom said, you know, in place of him sometimes in that under twenty World Cup. So you know he does he does have some competition for that role and uh, and it's whether or not Dudamel thinks that he needs that kind of player in his side or not anyway because they do have you know quite a few attacking options and different kinds of players that they can utilize um, and you know some of those players are are growing in a footballing sense at a quicker rate than Sotelo from what I've seen players like. Sergio Cordova, for example, who's, uh, who's 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 getting better all the time in Germany. I understand, you know, he's a wide forward. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how 
um, Venezuela develop over the next few years and just what kind of part Celtero plays in it. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Certainly when he was at Zamora, um, you know, three three years ago or so, he was kind of the one Venezuelan talent that you would you would kind of always pick out in a Libertadores preview or, or something like that. Whereas now it does feel like with this great generation and, and certainly some of the younger the younger teams that are coming through, that there definitely seems to be a lot of good young attacking players coming out of Venezuela now. So I think he's his development hasn't quite kicked on in the say in the way we would think and and he might suffer f- uh, for that but i i still think he'll pl- be in and around squads and, I, and yeah i think that's why he'll be this kind of cult guy who ends up playing a lot more national team football than than he might do for for a club football but but then he could go down the route of uh, Yohandria Orozco who who looked to be this fantastic sort of smallish number 10 from Venezuela and went to Wolfsburg, didn't really cut it, and it's kind of just been bouncing around leagues in South America. So that's definitely a, a kind of a warning sign for him. But I, I, I think his I think his national team future is is stronger than potentially any sort of European club uh, career that's ahead of him. I, for one, love me a cult hero and a South American gem. So I'm in Jefferson Sotelo's camp, and I look forward to watching him develop over the years that come. Adam, before I let you go, I just wanted to say thank you for hopping on these past couple of podcasts to break down some players relevant to you in Chile. Would you let the listeners know where they can find you on social media before you go? Yeah, they can find me at AdamBrandon84. Thanks for having me on. It's been uh, it's been great to discuss these two players. It's going to be fascinating to see where they end up. And suddenly I feel a little bit nervous about both my predictions. So yeah, let's see. If there's one thing for you to learn about this podcast is this, you should not feel nervous about your predictions. Tom, uh, Jose Luis Gomez, Argentina national team, ring any bells? Still time, still time. Yeah. You'll, you you'll eat those words in the future, Austin. I'm doubling down. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on the Scouting Spotlight podcast. Be sure to follow the World Football Index for all the latest from us. But all that's left for me to say is thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>